G'day guys, welcome to Finding Space with Alex Tyson. A little bit of housekeeping first, we have an Instagram for the podcast, finding.space.podcast. Check it out, we'll give you uh, some insights into the upcoming episodes on there before they come out and some little snippets of your favourite episodes. So go and check us out on Instagram at finding.space.podcast. In my book, Health Supercharged, I have a chapter about the home environment and the environment that we inhabit and spend most of our time in. During COVID and also after, we're spending more time at home than ever before. And now some of us are back in the office and that then becomes the space that we inhabit most. And both the office or the home is a place that we really need to consider the quality of. And by quality, I mean the quality of the air that we breathe in that space, the quality of the products that we use in that space, the quality of the light, the quality of the water that we drink, all of these physical things in that environment shape the quality of our health. And when I talk about environment, I also mean the environment of our mind, the thoughts that we think, the people that we spend our time with. But the physical environment that we inhabit has a massive impact on our overall health. We evolved outdoors in clean air, drinking clean water, eating fresh food, and we have separated from that. And so being cognizant of the environment that we spend our time in indoors and how that may shape our overall health is really important. And being aware of the products that we use in our daily routines and rituals. It's not uncommon for women to be exposed to over a hundred different chemicals before they leave the door in the morning. That is insane. And these aren't chemicals that are good chemicals. These are man-made chemicals, chemicals which don't easily assimilate in the body, aren't easily detoxed in the body. Our morning routines, our evening routines, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, as we clean, burden the body with a great level of toxins. Unless we do something about it, unless we move away from the typical kind of products that we use in these areas, which aren't made for human use. And so today's conversation, we explore these areas and shine a light on some of the areas which perhaps some of us may not know about or have thought about. Or maybe we've thought about and it's kind of a long way down the list of priorities. And we explore some really simple, healthy alternatives for cleaning, for shampooing, for toothpasting, for adding fragrance into the room. And I love this conversation. I'm super passionate about it. Reducing the toxins in our home environment is a really powerful way to reduce the burden on the body and therefore increase our overall vitality to just feel lighter. Guys, that's what it's about. And you'll feel good doing it. So without further ado, today I'm speaking with Joe Ling and Tracy Fry. Tracy and Joe are sisters, mums and wives on a mission to educate families on the harmful toxins that sit within our foods and our home environments. At their business, Additive Free Lifestyle, they run online workshops, create recipe books, and deliver health courses to help educate on what to avoid, healthy alternatives, and cleaner ways to eat and live. 
As this is their second conversation on the podcast, in today's conversation, we focused on the home environment. We discussed chemicals in the bathroom, in the kitchen, and household cleaning appliances. We discussed great, simple alternatives to each and had an empowering discussion on how to be proactive with your health. This is an awesome conversation, guys. I really hope you enjoy it. And so I give you Joe Ling and Tracy Fry. Tracy and Joe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you both back on. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, last time we had an awesome conversation around kind of toxins and, and numbers and chemicals in, in foods, mm-hmm. which I love, by the way, and, and is one of the podcasts that I recommend regularly to people when they're getting into that space. They go, Alex, why are you looking at the ingredients like that? And I'm like, because there's more numbers than there are ingredients. Right? Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, listen to this podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, (laughs) but today, uh, we're talking about toxins in the home because that in some ways is, um, just as impactful, right. Mm -hmm. In our overall health and wellbeing, especially over the last couple of years, we're spending a lot of time at home Yeah, and although we're out of COVID now, that's still a trend. I'm working from home. You guys are in the home office right now. Um, and our environments shape, uh, the output of our health and how we feel. And we're often unawares of what's impacting us in a good way or in a bad way in, in our environment. You guys are obviously really into this space. You're very proactive with your health. And I guess what does it kind of look like to you guys to be, to be proactive and look after yourselves? And how do you kind of start to change the things in your home to better serve your well-being? Mm, can I go first? Okay. All right. So... When I started, I'll go back in time. So we've been personally living out of the free, toxic free as possible and we're not perfect. I want to make that clear from the very get-go. I think perfection is impossible Um, in the world that we live in. I still go out of my home. I don't live in a bubble. So when I'm out of my house, there's a lot I can't control. But what I can control is what I can and that's what I do. And so in my home, I control as much as I can. I will also just add in there, currently as we're recording this, I have a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old daughter that still live at home and I have less control over them as what I was like, what I would like, <laughs> you know, and what they go out and purchase with their money. They both drive, they both work and, uh, you know, I have less control of what I would, you know, what I, I wouldn't buy some of the things that they buy, let me put it that way. Um, but that is their choices and their things. And they, the thing that I think I want to get across today is, um, it's about empowering us as much as possible so that we can make those choices and we can go out into the community and I can raise my daughters and my children and they can go out and make the choices. And so over the past seven seven years now, Joe, I've started living this additive toxic-free lifestyle and, bec- and learned what becoming proactive is. I had no idea what that even meant, I don't think, seven years ago. I think mm. I just... Um, I, I lived a life and well, I was in the military. Um, we, we had a, uh, my husband was in the military and we just did things and we camped and we did heaps of fun things. We just lived these great lives and I went to the doctor if I got sick. And then when I got sick, I actually have a quite a serious thyroid condition. I had Graves disease for many years and I just relied on the medical system. I had no idea how to look after myself in that respect. And over the course of learning about additives in food, and thanks, that's all thanks to Joe, and learning 
it t- leads you down this path, I guess, of opening up to this whole other world of these other things that are out there. And the more you learn, the more you can't unlearn. And then the more you learn, the more you want to go and keep learning, right? So, um, well, for most people anyway, well, certainly it was the case for me. And so when I had my thyroid condition, and I still have it, right, but I don't have Graves' disease anymore. That, that's a whole story in itself. But the more I learned and the more I implemented and then the more changes I began to see, it became really apparent to me quickly that I was taking this control. I was starting to empower myself. I was making these changes and seeing results in my well-being. And um, when, when you have a thyroid problem, if mine's underactive, you're normally really tired, really sluggish, your skin's not great, um, your hair can fall out, you lose your eyebrows sometimes. Um, there's a whole lot of serious things that can happen with thyroid issues. And this wasn't happening for me. And when I went two years, about a year and a half ago, I found this amazing doctor uh, and he's very holistic in his approaches and um, uses a very good mixture of traditional and, and you know, other alternative bits and pieces out there. And he was the first doctor in, I've had a thyroid condition since 16. I'm currently recording this 47. The first doctor in my entire, however long that is, years, that said to me, what is your lifestyle like? What do you do in your home? What products do you use and what food do you eat? And when I said, actually, I was like, oh, I can answer this. I don't use anything chemical in my house. I'm so excited. Like, I'm like, I've changed all these things. I don't use toxic ingredients. I'm really very additive free. He said, well, because your blood test is telling me you should be really sick and probably not really getting out of bed some days. And here you are, like vibrant, you're glowing, your skin, your nails are healthy, like all these things that I shouldn't have had were all, I was, I was feeling great. And he's like, this isn't matching. Like, what are you doing? And that was to me when I was like, oh, this is what being proactive in healthcare means. This is what it means. And that's, I started shouting it from the rooftops on our socials. I'm like, this is what being proactive means, guys. You've got to get on this train because this is amazing. So that's, in a nutshell, my sort of reasons for being proactive and why it's so important to me to teach my kids and anyone listening about that proactive, just get on it, like start taking control. And there's so many things I do now mm. to be that in that proactive space. Yeah, and it's being that like in that sovereign state of like, I, I'm the only one who can ultimately heal me and look after my body, right? I can get advice from here, there, and, and pretty much everywhere now. But ultimately, we're the ones in control of our environment, what we put in, and the decisions that we make that either lead to better health or, or perhaps our health declining, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so empowering, just being in charge of, of it. And I'm on medication, don't get me wrong. It's a um, holistic version of medication. and But all the other things that I do, means that that medication is the lowest it is. It's, you know, it's something that I, even if I forget to take it for a few days, I don't have any major side effects from it. Like, you know, from not taking it, like not recommending people don't take the medications. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like we forget, I forget. And I, uh, you know, so yeah, it's it's like, it's literally life-changing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's some real insight to what you said too, is like when you have kids and, and maybe they, perhaps don't make some decisions that um, you wish they would make or, or whatever it might be, but we're not perfect, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and having that, that leniency I think is really important sometimes because we can easily like 
especially when we learn about something like we talk about like toxins in the bathroom, for example, and then it's like, oh my God, like I need to change all this stuff. And then we get in our head if we perhaps go away somewhere and there's not good options or whatever that might be. And it's like, that's okay. Right? Like it's okay okay to not be perfect all the time. Um, It's the, it's the kind of the repeated behavior that makes the difference. It's, uh, it's not like the one-offs every now and then. That's right. And sometimes you feel it too. So I'm Joe, by the way. This you probably if you're not watching this video, then you're hearing two different voices. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like we're sisters, we obviously grew up together in the same family. And yeah, we did not live an attitude-free lifestyle growing up. Although in saying that, we weren't probably too bad. Mum did a pretty good job with home cooked meals mm-hmm. and things. But when it came to cleaning products and body care products, our mum oh. was a hairdresser, and like there was a lot of poison going on in our house. I actually hate to think how much impulse because <laughs> I'm, I'm old. I feel old. But impulse was a thing, right? You know, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like this. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, being proactive was not a thing when we grew up. You got sick and then you went to the doctor. You didn't not try to get sick. But and even, even, and I'm not dishing on mum and dad, but even right down to seeing, um, uh, what are they, a physiotherapist, mum and dad were like, oh, I don't need to see those people. Like, yeah. you know, whereas now we're like, oh, no, I'm out there at the osteopath, out there at the chiropractor, out there at the, you know, again, yeah. you know, so even that upbringing was, oh, no, they're a bit hippie for us, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't totally. know. Yeah. yeah, I remember um, when I was 15, I got glandular fever and I actually got it really bad where I ended up in hospital for 10 days and they thought they'd have to put a tube in my throat so I could breathe. Like I was, okay. I was very, very, very sick. Yeah. And that was the first time that I can remember and maybe even the only time actually <laughs> where there was a more holistic approach to trying to get me better because glandular fever is a virus. There was nothing that antibiotics or anything like that was going to do for me I did have to ride it out and I did have to heal and that I do remember mum taking me to must have been maybe a naturopath I actually can't remember but I do remember having all of these supplements to take and I think that was about the only time in my life where that happened but guess what? I did eventually get better and I was taking, like I remember I had them all in pill boxes and I had all these different things. But my kids, that's now really, my kids don't know no different now. It's all right, like let's have these to try so we don't get sick and if they do get sick, it's straight with the essential oils, it's straight mm. with um, what can we do for gut health. Um, my daughter's quite hormonal now and she's sort of at that age where she's just starting to get into womanhood and it's all about, okay, well, let's help these hormones naturally. Yeah. Where I just feel so excited for my kids. They probably don't feel it, but I feel excited for them that they're growing up this way and hopefully they know really no different. Mm. It's, it's yeah. Let's try, let's try the natural approach first and then if we need to go to something a bit harsher and harder, then we'll go there if we have to. Yeah, totally. I love that. So let's, let's go through some of the areas of the house if we can, you know, like and, and, and get a bit of a tour and, and maybe let's talk about like what are some of the things that are typically in those areas and then maybe some things that we can replace them with. 
because I think you guys explain this stuff really well. I don't. I just say to my friends, no, I don't use that fucking shampoo. Of course I don't. <laughs> right? But you guys are good at talking about it. So maybe let's talk about like maybe let's start in the bathroom. Like what are some of the things that we typically see in there that we want to avoid and what are some things we can replace them with? I mean, obviously we're women, so I'll talk from what I would use um, pre uh, living entity free and then maybe after. And again, not perfect. I still do have hairspray in my drawer. Um, but um, well, makeup, hair products, perfumes, they're probably the biggest things. For men, it would be colognes and body sprays, deodorant actually deodorant, yeah. in the bathroom. The average woman uh, has about 130 toxic chemicals on their body when they leave for work in the morning. So if they work in a corporate environment, they're putting makeup on and doing their hair, about 130 toxic chemicals just before they leave home in the morning. Yeah. The good thing is now, and and is I've seen even in the supermarket, way better choices than were ever been available in the past. So it's not actually even hard to make these changes. You don't need to be in the kitchen creating all the DIY deodorants and all the DIY things. Like, yes, that's amazing because you know exactly what's in them, but there are options available. It is a matter of just figuring out and understanding which ingredients to look out for. And the biggest ones that I would say fragrance or perfume it will say on there so your synthetic perfumes anything from any department store on the Maya the supermarkets chemist warehouses all of those places any of those perfumes are going to be synthetic and man-made and none of those are going to be good for your health I promise you that so um, anything with fragrances in it those fake fragrances if it doesn't have a little asterisk that's maybe says essential oils and even then unless you're actually paying a pretty decent price, you're probably paying for a synthetic essential oil, which isn't, which is same as a fragrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fragrance is probably the big one and that you'll find that in probably nearly everything in your bathroom, even the things that say, here's a, here's a really scary thing for you. A lot of people buy uh, no fragrance things thinking they're doing the right thing there as well. The amount of chemicals they put into products to remove fragrances Mm. is just as bad as the amount of chemicals they put in to add fragrances. Mm. So even if you're purchasing something that says no fragrance um, or fragrance-free, they've probably tortured that product to um, to get it to be fragrance-free because most things have a fragrance. And that's a big one with people with skin irritations is they generally buy something that's fragrance-free because, you know, they don't want to flare up their dermatitis eczema whatever it might be but yeah you just don't know like what is actually in there yeah yeah so the things that we've swapped it for um uh we've we've Joe's actually in a doTERRA jumper today yeah let's roll with it i want to hear about the doTERRA blends essential oils guys i mean found space sorry i keep saying i help as well you have to forgive us that's all good um the, the swaps for those, they're, they're available. You probably won't find them in the supermarket. Although, in, but that being said, deodorant, there is some brands in, of deodorant in the supermarket now. Um, in, and I'm talking my major Woolworths. And we're in Hobart for anyone that doesn't, un, un, you know. So Hobart, um, our Woolworths aren't as big as some of the other ones out there in the country. So, uh, yeah, and we seem to be able to find them here. Um, IGA stores are often a really yeah. great place as well. So sometimes your smaller branded um, stores are a great place to shop for additive-free things. They often stock smaller brands and and those more personal brands that have a 
better care for people than the big corporation brands. So there are available, but hair care bars, the soap and shampoo bars are sometimes better, not always. So you're obviously going to keep reading your ingredients. Um, and even body wash, to DIY your own body wash is so fast though. All you need is literally Castile soap and water. That's actually all you need. You can add fragrances in via essential oils, which I do because I love the smell of pretty things. Um, but really, at the end of the day, you could just literally make it with Castile soap and water. What's and Castile soap? So Castile soap is, um, well, there's a few variations of it. Some use palm oil, some use um, an olive oil-based product. There's one that we've just discovered that's made in Melbourne, actually. It's called Dr. Planet. <laughs> it's four ingredients and it's made in Victoria and using 80% Victorian ingredients, which I love that it's all mostly done in Australia. And the ingredients that they can't source out of um, Australia, that we just don't grow here. So, you know, that's impossible to source from Australia. So um, anyway, Dr. Planet, I really like them. We've just started using that in our home. And um, it's basically a, a soap made from olive oil. Mm, if, olive oil, uh, coconut oil, something yeah. else in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing the fact it's called Dr. Planet means there's no palm oil used. No, they don't. There's other brands that do, um, and I know that they use sustainable palm oil. But, yeah, we've really been yeah, really excited to try this new Dr. Planet one. That we've, we've only just discovered, so cool. um, and I, think it's, I think it's a brand-new product out there. Hmm. Um, anyway, um, so, yeah, you can if you've got Castile soap and you won't find that in the supermarket, so you will need to source that from a whole food store or a health food store, or online, which is what we do. Mm. And you can pretty much make anything with Castile soap for your bathroom. You can wash your hair in it. You can... Great dog wash. It is a good dog wash. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's a really multi-purpose product. So you can use that to clean. We use that to clean our entire homes. We'll talk about the laundry. Um, yeah. But, yeah, in your, in your to clean my bathroom, I use all DIY products, which is really easy to do, really easy to do. What else in your bathroom would you swap out? What about toothpaste? Oh, good one. Yeah, toothpaste is a good one. The other thing just before I get onto toothpaste was I was thinking like, I know you said about fragrance, but that is so broad. Yeah. So think about things like your um, sticks, like your reed diffusers. Reed diffusers. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like your fragrant reed your toilet sprays. Yes. Yeah, or like the blue thing that gets stuck to the side of the <sighs> toilet bowl that's meant to clean it. All of them stink. Anything that stinks <laughs> has fragrance in it. Even sometimes toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. Or um, you get uh, the, the bin bags. Yes. You get yes. bin bags now that are like lemon scented yes. and they're freaking horrible. Yeah. We got sent a photo of bubblegum scented tissues. <laughs> like, oh, that actually made me like nearly vomit in my mouth. Like I was like, <laughs> bubblegum scented tissues, are you serious? Yeah. Like what? But I've bought eucalyptus once before in the past and that's just artificial fragrance, yeah. eucalyptus in your tissues. Yeah. So anyway, uh, toothpaste, yes. Definitely you don't be needing a coloured toothpaste. Oh, my God, I saw Dad's the other day and I nearly died. It was bright blue. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, And, I mean, and there's the ones that have, like, the striped red and Uh green stripes through it. Anything like that is you just... It's not right. No. Uh, and also there's a lot of artificial fragrance in toothpaste and titanium dioxide. And it's a lot of toxic uh, stuff is often toothpaste. found in toothpaste as well. So we try to go a more natural one. 
I think it's bicarb-based grants is what we use as of today's date. It's additive-free. I don't really like giving out brands because ingredients can change. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, really that's the one I buy from the supermarket. Yeah, there's two or three in the supermarket um, with kids as a brand that, and, again, hopefully the yes. ingredients are still all right, but with kids there's one called Jack and Jill that you can find in most supermarkets. Yeah. I had Gr- to stop yep. buying that because kids were um, yeah, <laughs> Grants, um, it, the brand is Grants. Uh, and even the Eco Store one is generally pretty good as well. So there's a few in the supermarket. Again, it's just a matter of looking at those ingredients and understanding them. The brands that I love are the ones that actually list all the ingredients. Mm. The brands that I avoid are the ones that tell me what active ingredient is in there. Mm. Because if you're only putting your active ingredient, to me they're hiding something and they're secretive and they're, they're all about the profit. If they're not open and willing to disclose their full ingredients listing, I don't actually want to buy from a company like that. I want to support the company that gives me the power to choose what is healthy for my body and by listing all the ingredients out there. So that's another really good way to look at it. On cleaning products, there's no law in Australia to list ingredients. So you will often just find an active ingredient on cleaning products and you won't know the other 98% of the ingredients in that bottle or spray can. Isn't that just insane yes, that they so can't, insane. like, man, how yeah. can they not have to put the ingredients on cleaning products? They don't even have to put the active ingredient. It's only yeah. that um, as a consumer, people go, oh, it's got blah, blah, blah in it. Um, and so they've taught us over the years of what active ingredients are apparently going to clean your home and make your home free of all the germs and, you know, sterile. Um, which is a whole nother topic on itself because yeah. I don't believe in that either. So, um, but yes, there's they they don't even have to put the active. If you look at your Mister Sheen bottle, you will find nothing written on there about ingredients at all. Your Jif bottle is hilarious when you turn that over and look at what the ingredients listing says. It actually tells you this lovely little story about how the ingredients. What does it say? It says active. You clean your house and yeah, like it, it doesn't. Yeah, it tells you this beautiful little story of like a fairy tale of how it it cleans your home with the fragrance that they've included. And I don't know. It's hilarious when you go when you're at the supermarket next. Go and look at the GIF bottle <laughs> and turn it over to the ingredients. You'll have a chuckle. <laughs> um, but I oh know we've moved on to laundry now. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, your your cleaning products are a minefield of toxins. And and again, we st- both of us used to stand in the shower with our domestics. Oh, my God, it makes me uh, crazy. Yeah, we've all been and there, right? We're at the shower out, wash it down while we're inside it, gagging, you know, and now I'm like, oh, my God, I could... I would rather stick pins in my eyes than stand in the shower with domestos. Probably be more comfortable. Probably. <laughs> so cleaning products are definitely... Um, huge in the whole toxic environment not only that for ourselves, but we've got to remember everything washes down the drain so every time we flush the toilet with one of those blue toilet things in it or when we're standing in the shower with our bleach and domestos it's all washing down the drain when we're washing our sink in the vanity it's all going down the drain brushing our teeth it's all going down the drain uh, washing your hands. No hand wash should smell like the fragrance of the ocean breeze. <laughs> like, what even is that? Or no hand wash should be pink or green or whatever other colour is out there. Um, it's all adding to that toxic load that your body then has to try and process 
and detox from every day and and there's no amount of saunering that's going to detox our bodies from this amount of chemical overload that we're putting onto ourselves every single day and there's so it's so easy to change it it's actually easier than food i often say to people like let's think about those first couple hours in the morning like the amount of chemicals that we put on ourselves traditionally it's ridiculous right yeah. and, and and like that's just our ongoing repeated behavior that's our lifestyle for those first couple hours of the day get up not drinking water maybe have a coffee go straight into the shower right chemicals on the head chemicals on the armpits in the air we're breathing it in right we're drinking unfiltered water it's coming through there too right and we're going outside we're driving to work maybe we're getting some fumes from like it's a bombardment yeah you know? Yeah, and it's so easy to get overwhelmed when you think about it like that. But our job is to, and I'm sure yours is too, is to try and just strip it back and take the overwhelm out because if you start getting overwhelmed, then stress starts coming in and yeah, stress is just as bad as all the toxins yeah. as well. <laughs> so I think that it's really important to just take a breath and go, you know what, next time I go shopping, I'm just going to make a couple of changes. I'm not going to try and ditch everything overnight because that's just way too overwhelming for me. I think the first thing that I would definitely start with is deodorant. Change your deodorant as soon as you can because that is just so toxic going under your armpits and the amount of breast cancer and, you know, different, your lymph nodes are right there. Like we need to be just getting rid of toxic deodorant straight away. And I would say the second thing to look at is your cleaning products, like mm. Trace has said. It's so easy to change it over I think that people just don't know where to start mm. um so lucky for everyone we have a great blog that will teach people how to start um but there's so many resources out there now that you just need a couple of ingredients and you can change over your cleaning products if you no have problem. bicarb soda like bicarbonate soda and white vinegar in your home you could actually clean the vast majority probably all your home with white vinegar and bicarb soda. Um, if you have Castile soap, bonus. If you have essential oils, bonus. But white vinegar and bicarb soda, you will clean your entire home. You can clean your windows with vinegar and water. You can clean your shower and grout and tiles and floors with vinegar and water. I just de my in one of my children's bedrooms. Hers is the only room in the home that seems to get condensation on the windows. And it's winter at the moment as we're recording this and um, the condensation is really bad in her bedroom and there was a bit of mould in there and white vinegar kills mould. Um, it kills mould spores, it kills mould, it's, it's proven, it's scientific, it's all of those things you don't need. And, in fact, Choice magazine, Choice um, came out and said all those Exit Mould brands, I don't even know the names of half of them, I know there was one called Exit Mould, but there's others out there. Not one of the ones that they tested killed mould. All it did was bleach the mm. mould. <laughs> yeah, so this was Choice Magazine. It was a couple of years ago now. You can Google it. Um, it's, still, it's still relevant. So you're in your shower and you've, you've looked like you've got rid of the mould in your shower. In actual fact, you're just breathing in now bleached mould. Um, oh. You're not... It's not, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's just now bleached. So uh, white vinegar and clove essential oil were the two that they said killed the mould. Um, yes, it doesn't bleach it. So you look like you still might have some black um, silicon, uh, but it's dead. 
And so, yeah, I washed the kids, uh, the, my daughter's bedroom window, c- killed it all, got rid of it all, hot soapy water, and then sprayed it all down with white vinegar and wiped it all down and made sure there was no residue of white vinegar left because, you know, white vinegar can be erosive. So I don't, corrosive, erosive, not sure the right word there. But anyway, I didn't want it left on the paintwork on the windowsill. So I wiped it all down and it was all gone. But it's so easy. White vinegar and bicarb. Sprinkle some bicarb around your toilet bowl and get the brush out. Like we've forgotten to use the toilet brush because everyone just squirts bleach around the toilet bowl. But, you know, it's, it's the same with your vanity and kitchen sink and bathroom sinks and bathtubs, a bit of Castile soap. Soap kills germs. Yeah. We know that. We've been taught that over the past two years especially. Soap kills germs. Go back to using hot soapy water. It's simple. It's cheap, really cheap. White vinegar is really cheap. And, and bicarb isn't the, one of the cheapest ingredients you'll get. And, yeah, you can clean your entire home. And it works, people, I promise. I, uh, I got home from being in Melbourne uh, for a couple of days last night and we're moving house this weekend. My fiancé had been cleaning the house. And we've, we're in Queensland, so there's been a bit of mould over the last few months. And I got home last night and I opened the door and it was just like this waft of like white vinegar smell. And she's like, <laughs> I was like, babe, you've been cleaning some mould, hey? <laughs> she's yeah, like, yeah, there was mould behind all of the picture frames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you guys have popped it up there with the mould. I've been following along. It's horrendous. Yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah, there's like mould just growing on everything. So bad for us. Hey, mould. Oh, my God. Yeah, super like really effective and it's quite subtle as well. Like you might just have like congestion or, you know, it shows up differently for different people. But um, Yeah. And, you know, in my daughter's bedroom, she's had a cough for a few weeks and since I've cleaned her bedroom, which was only last weekend, this past week, I haven't heard her cough at all. Wow. Yeah. There you go. This episode is brought to you by Found Space, Australia and New Zealand's premium infrared sauna company. Ready to sauna? Ready to take your health to a higher level? Make your home a place of wellness with FoundSpace. Visit foundspace.com.au or foundspace.co.nz to learn more. Okay, we've talked a bit about cleaning products. So how about like in in like if we're washing our clothes, is it similar yeah. kind of things that we can make? to put in the washing machine or is it slightly different? You can definitely DIY your own laundry powder. We have got a free recipe on our website if someone does want to make some, which is super easy to make. It's about uh, four I, ingredients. It's really... Yeah, yeah, super easy. I tend to buy one online, yeah. just one through our doTERRA account. But the other one in the supermarket was would be probably the Bazistos one. So if you do want to buy one, there's still a couple of options around. But the thing that you need to look out for are just, again, those artificial fragrances. If you just keep thinking like that, it makes things really simple. You don't keep, you don't really need to worry about all the other ingredients because if it's got fragrance in there and, you, you know, it stinks, ditch it. Go to one that is all natural. The thing with fragrances is that it's the phthalates and the other ingredients that form that fragrance that transfers. So, um, so we're washing our clothes. I used to use Radiant. I used to have loads of Radiant. I used to use Radiant. I used to be proud of the fact that my clothes smelt like this, you know, Radiant smell. And then cuddly. And then, yeah, no, I never used to use Radiant yeah, softener. But anyway, I used <laughs> to use Radiant. Or Omo. And because that's what my mum used. Yeah. So this is what, you know, so I bought the same that mum bought. Um, sorry, but you can hear that in the background too. That's that is my washing, washing machine going. <laughs> um, 
But um, my what happens on your clothes transfers onto your skin. So we're wearing our clothes all day long and all day long, those fragrances are transferring onto our skin and then into our system. And here's a good story. So go back to my 19-year-old daughter, how we said I can't always control what they use in their home in their bedrooms uh, so she comes out the other day smells like I don't even know if fra- it was a fragrance of some kind probably some Victoria's Secret thing or something right cringy um, and she gave me a really big cuddle and I kid you not all day I actually had to say to her that night you if you've put fragrances onto your body I actually don't want you to cuddle me because all day I could not get rid of the smell oh, off my body so can you actually hear that? Uh, it's barely coming through. Okay, because I can turn the washing machine off. No, no, I can't. Um, yeah, but all day, right through until I showered. I had to go and have a shower. I couldn't, I, like it was in my hair. She'd given me this huge big cuddle and it was on my clothes. And so it made me really, again, awake to this transference of fragrances and transference of products that we allow. So I think about it with babies. And I, again, I'm not judging anyone because I was the, I was the mum. Fragrance, perfume on my neck, cuddling my babies, transferring it all onto them, wondering, you know, maybe why they were crying or like, and, and I used to, well, I still do get heavily motion sick um, from cars and stuff. And mum used to wear this perfume in the car and we would all be pulling along, dad, I'm going to be sick, dad, I'm going to be sick. And it was always a fragrance. She learned to then not wear it whilst we were in the car and she would put it on later. But I wonder if, you know, sometimes when I was cuddling my children, maybe they maybe they were reacting to the fragrance I was wearing and having negative reactions in, in those sorts of things. And you think, yeah, this transference thing. So, yeah, washing powders that are heavily fragranced, like Joe said, don't worry about the other ingredients because if fragrance is in there, you don't want it anyway. Yeah, there's a really powerful theme there, Tracy, with like, it's, it's, it's hanging around on us and, and it's going into our system. Yeah. And, but you touched on it before as well. Like if it's going down the toilet or if it's going down the shower, it's going into the natural environment as well, you know, so it's yeah. not just having a negative impact on us, but yeah. it's then flowing into wherever the gray water is going you yeah. know, and that environment there. And these things don't, you know, you put essential oils on and I find that after like half an hour, you can barely smell it anymore. Yeah. Like it's gone. But these unnatural fragrances, they don't disappear, you know, and, and they may get to a point where we can't smell them, but they're still lingering in the environment, you know. But there's ingredients in perfume that is made to stick to your skin. So it's made yeah. to stay there all day. You yeah. know, and I, I once would have thought, wow, that's awesome. Like I get to have this perfume on me all day. Now my mind goes, what's in there to make it stick to me all day? Yeah. yeah. But another good one is your laundry soaker. And, again, little kids, babies, we used to, I used to soak all my washing and I still do soak a lot of washing. That is super easy. All you need for laundry soaker, and you can find this in the supermarket, is washing soda. It will be right down on your bottom shelf. It's a white powder. It's called. It's normally in a um, plastic bag, which unfortunately, with red writing on it, red and green writing. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. You can buy it in bulk if you're online shopping. You can definitely get it in bulk. But washing soda is hands down the best active ingredient, and you'll find it is the active ingredient in a lot of those nappy sands and laundry it's sodium soakers. bicarbonate so if you mix it with hot water it activates the natural bleaching agent yeah. in the washing soda so really really great for bleaching yeah. things and, and cheap 
cheaper than what you will find some of those branded ones. Oh, I have a story. I'm sorry. I feel like we're rambling. But um, do you know know that laundry soakers are often filled with crushed up bones to make them bulkier? That doesn't surprise (laughs) me. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. So if you look at the Coles laundry soaker, on they have a little disclaimer on the back of their little plastic bucket thing. Um, like careful consideration has been made to remove all traces of bones. Like something like that. It's maybe oh, that's nice. not word for word, but something like that. And yeah, we fully investigated it because we were like, what's going on here? And it's very, very common for laundry soakers to be bulked up with crushed up dehydrated bones, essentially. So like cows. And- so we love bone broth, but we just don't love it in our laundry soaker. <laughs> laundry soaker from Coles is not vegan. No, no. But, I mean, that was just one example. I'm sure that there's many brands that have, have it in there. Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. Like you don't think of that when you think of laundry soaker. No, no, you do not. No. So super easy. The other one that I want to talk about is candles because I don't know. Yes, let's please talk about candles, man. So many candles. Um, I was a big one. I loved my candles. I used to light them after dinner and get rid of the smell in my home. And now I realise I was just putting the smell in my home. (laughs) (laughs) um, Headaches, no sleeping, nausea. Yeah. Yeah, so many issues. Again, it's that fake fragrance. We just keep coming back to this fragrance if we're picking on that today. So but it's it's because it's in all these products. And like you said before, it's it's adding, it's just layering this toxic load. We're just layering it up, layering it up until our bodies just have had enough and and something happens then. For me, it was my thyroid. Um, If I kept layering and layering and layering, it just made my body struggle even more and I could not process it. My thyroid was already struggling and as I was layering all these toxic things in and on to my body, um, it just made me worse. And now that I don't do that, I'm just a totally different person. And people with skin issues, again, that fragrance, that layering, the toxic ingredients, the preservatives, the additives, you know, all the other things, and we just keep layering it all up. It's not doing anyone or the environment any any good at all. It's quite hard to find all natural candles. I mean, you go to a market stall and there's people with soy candles, which are a better option, don't get me wrong, but then there's either artificial fragrance in there yeah. or they'll say that they've used a natural fragrance uh, or essential oils. But if it was 100% pure essential oils, the problem is that sometimes they can be flammable and catch on fire. So you need to be careful when DIYing your own candles if using all natural essential oils because you could have a fire problem. Yeah, so I guess if you're still buying candles, really do dig deep into the ingredients that they're using and what mostly because mostly they'll just be using a soy candle. But as I said, that's generally fine. So definitely dig into yeah. the fragrance. Beeswax candles and stuff are great. Like beeswax candles with a wooden stick. Yeah. Great. Like I like, you know, having a bath and you want to light some candles and, you know, have that blissful experience. There's definitely options. But I love my diffuser. I pop the yeah. oils in. If Now that's that's just my routine. I don't have, I've got some candles in case the power goes out. Um, and that's really all I have, um, some tea light candles and some things that I could pop around if there was a power outage. But other than that, yeah, I don't have any candles. I, I use my diffusers because I was only using candles for the smell. 
So I swapped those out and that was, I mean, that was a one second swap. You just went swap and they, you know, they just switched in. Uh, and I have my diffusers almost set up in the same place as I would have had my candles. Um, and I've got multiple diffusers around the home, but that, that's super easy. Just make sure you are, again, just using those pure oils because you don't want a, a synthetic or adulterated essential oil, which here's a fact for you. You might not know this. Um, there is more bergamot essential oil sold than there is bergamot grown. So clearly, <laughs> clearly there is a lot of adulterated essential oils out there and synthesised essential oils and there's no regulations on it. So I just... I. Choose wisely what brand you are choosing um, because it's not a very regulated industry, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, really good point. And I like what you're saying. It's like, look, beeswax candles are great. Find a good quality beeswax candle. Forget about the scent. And if you want the scent, just diffuse it. Yeah. 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 Or if you're in the bath, I, I'm the same. My, like Kristen got me into nice baths with candles and things. I'm all for it. Like, I love, love that, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I just put the essential oils in the water. Yeah, um, and that kind of gets going as it is, and then just some nice beeswax candles. Admittedly, beeswax candles seem to be quite expensive. Yes, they do kind of last well, and yeah. yeah, and that's the thing too. Like I've always been we, we I say we because we're sisters, but I've always been, and I've always taught my kids. Sometimes you are better to buy a, a better product, a better like I'm. I have always said buy once rather than buy multiple times, and if we're buying cheap and nasty. Generally, it breaks. It's cheap and nasty for a reason. Um, not saying that all cheap things are nasty either, because there's definitely that's definitely not true. But if we're buying cheap and nasty, then we're expecting cheap and nasty results. Um, so you know, choose wisely. Sometimes treat and use that as like a beautiful treat or a gift to yourself. A beautiful beeswax candle that's going to last a long time, and you enjoy this amazing bath experience with it, rather than just the cheap synthetic candle that you light every five minutes and. Cheap and nasty. He just said cancel. Cancel, candle. <laughs> cancel the cheap candle. Cancel, yeah. can, cancel the cheap crap. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking cancel when you said that, but that it's just oh. you only have to look at the stats of just the health of people and all the diseases and awful, horrible things well, going around and you think, would it be different if we could choose a different way? We could choose a more natural way. Would the cancer rates be as high as they are today? Would the diseases be as high as they are Infertility. today? Infertility is huge. Yeah. And so yeah. It's, it's huge. It's a struggle. Infertility is, is, yeah, I think most women struggle with infertility at some stage. And um, I can't remember the exact stat, but I did remember reading it recently. And one of the biggest reasons for that is endocrine disrupting chemicals. Yep. Yeah. And the biggest endocrine disrupting chemical you will find is fragrance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember if we talked about it in our last conversation we had, uh, but there's the, the book Detoxify or Die by Leslie Kitten, I think. And she explains um, quite eloquently in that book the process with which our body goes through on a physiological level when uh, these chemicals and fragrance being one of them coming into the body and how our body has to handle that. Like it only has a natural way to deal with an unnatural synthetic chemical and the natural way is slower and it can't do as much of the work as quickly as the, the crap is coming in. 
right? And our body has various protective mechanisms, one of which is storing some of these chemicals wrapped in fat in the subcutaneous layer of the skin. There's other things, you know, it can go through the renal system, et cetera, but our body can only do so much. And to what you were talking about earlier, it gets to the point where it just builds and builds and builds. And we have all these chemicals in the morning and then we have the candles and all these other things that we're talking about. And it's no surprise that, as you said, Joe, like cancer rates are as high as they are at the moment, or even something a bit less intense than that, like chronic inflammatory conditions like arthritis. There's four and a half million Australians that are diagnosed with arthritis right now. Mm-hmm. That's a massive percentage of the population. And that's only the people diagnosed. Forget yeah. about the people who have it, but haven't been diagnosed, right? Or yeah. are on their way to being diagnosed. And it's, we're in chemical environments and then we're putting chemical foods into our, into our body. You know, we're the third generation of junk food eaters now. Yeah. And so no wonder infertility is as high as it is, you know, yeah. because we're, the, the female body is not in the right state to be harboring a child. And nor is the male, nor is the male body. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, no, totally, (laughs) totally. No, but I I wasn't meaning to, like, (laughs) nor is the male body. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a thing for male infertility as well is just as as serious. And and I think the biggest thing is we forget that because the women carry the baby, so then we not blame the women, but it's it's the focus is heavily on women, but actually... We need to focus on men as well. And I don't have sons, but Joe's got a young a young son. And the statistics for him to raise up to be able to help with childbearing is yep. really harsh, really scary. One in five kids have eczema. And you've got more, um, there's more children between zero to five with eczema than there is adults. So that's the stats coming through now. So mm-hmm. our little kids are more unhealthy today than any generation in our past. Yep. Yep, totally. I heard recently that there's um, there's children being born with plaque in their arteries already, <gasps> right? Well, oh, I mean, wow. this is going to scare people, but the average baby is born with 200 toxic chemicals in their umbilical cord. And that's, yeah. a, that's a study that's been done and when they tested umbilical cords. Yeah. It's a bit old, that study now. So, yeah. like, imagine what it is today. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think, though, um, it, is, it is scary. I mean, my partner is pregnant right now and so this stuff's really front of mind for us. However, it's an opportunity for us to say, okay, well, how can we take a step in the, in the, in the other direction from that? Yeah. If that's where we are now, like, okay, that's the situation. So, Let's do something about it. And that's why I love the conversation we're having right now because this is really empowering stuff. That's it, Alex. Like like Chase said before, the amount of products now coming out, even just to the Woolies, is so much more than it was when we started this journey seven, eight, nine years ago. And so you vote with your dollar. You get to choose what laundry powder you put in your trolley. You get to choose what deodorant you put in. You get to choose. We all have a choice and you can choose to do it or you can choose to not. Yeah. You can, and the more of us that go, nah, actually, not keen, <laughs> the yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. 22 years ago, they, when you had your child, they would bath your child in the beautiful smelling Johnson & Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> I got oh. in that eight years ago. And so, you know, you went home with your little pack of baby powder and, um, and stuff. So I used cloth nappies and I was considered a, crazy person uh so something in my brain even 22 years ago must have been like 
hippie woo woo. On, on my, I was on, I was already halfway there, um, <laughs> and now I'm full grown. I'm your crunchy mum. Is that what we're called, crunchy mum? Um, so what? <laughs> they're, 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 the they're the hippie woo woo crunchy mums. Right, okay. So, but yeah, I used cloth nappies. They were probably soaked in nappies. So don't get me wrong, I was not doing it perfect, but. <laughs> Um, but even today, like you think of all these things that that are going on kids and, you know, kids' bodies, and I'm pretty sure it's not ideal. Um, one of the things I did want to discuss, though, is we, we haven't touched on the kitchen. And if you can yes. think about frying pans for a second. Yes. Now, taking away, not talking about fragrances anymore, we've kind of gone <laughs> down a little different yeah. path here. But I just wanted to touch on this because frying pans um, are well, used probably daily in most families' homes. And if you're using any type of frying pan with a non-toxic coating on it, then... Non-toxic, non Non-slip, non... Yeah, sorry. Non-slip, non... Non-stick. 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 I can't even think of the right words because it's been (laughs) so long since I've used one. Um, But consider the next time you need to replace that and um, for switching it out to something a bit more robust, like a cast iron frying pan. Uh, Solid Technics is our brand. We don't get it. This is not affiliated. None of these brands are affiliated, by the way, when I get any kickbacks or anything. But Solid Technics is the brand of choice. You won't find a better frying pan, I don't reckon, on the planet. Uh, or at least go ceramic and, and make sure it's glass-coated ceramic, not a painted kind of toxic ceramic so there's variations there but um but yeah your your cast iron or your wrought iron cast iron there I mean I've got we've had ours now for four or five years or something I used to replace my frying pan every odd 12 months and pay $150 per pan thinking I was getting this amazing I don't know frying pan that was meant to and it told me it was meant to last for years you could see the coating start to wear off um over time and like yeah and I've had this frying pan for years and it's not going anywhere anytime soon it's anyway think about your frying pans in your kitchens it's a really good point there's an incredible movie called Dark Waters it actually has um, Mark Ruffalo in it awesome movie and it's about um the company um that created Teflon yes and it Yeah, and 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 it goes through the whole the whole story and 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 how they um, this detective initially came across Teflon because it was being washed into a river, and these cows that were drinking out of the river were all getting sick and all going crazy, and it went through the whole process of of, of Teflon and and what it was originally designed for, and then they found that it was non-stick, so they started putting it in pans. And then the people that were living in the area where the Teflon factory was all started getting cancer and all these things were going on. Yeah. And, and the, they explored how they created Teflon and, and they talked about like it's like carbon particles on top of carbon particles, which makes it so strong. And they actually found that it was so strong that it will never break down. Mm. Teflon will never break down. So if it's been scraped off the pan and it's going into your food and it's going into your body, it is there permanently. Yes, it, I have heard that too. And, yes. and yeah, it's the chemical, yeah, it never, ever, ever leaves your system. You can never detox from it. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. It's the, like once it's in nature, if it's wherever it might be, if there's some contaminated dirt, it's, it cannot be removed. It will not yeah. break down. 
right? Yeah. Who's, the, who's the person that thinks this is a good idea to put onto a frying pan? Who comes, like how, it just blows my mind. How does this happen? Yeah, I, I mean, I think without us three getting on the soapbox, because I think we all could, I think like commonly, uh, same with cleaning products as an example, we talk about Agent Orange, these kind of things. Oh, it has this, this property, this particular chemical. It'll be good for that. And then it just, you know, the, the, there's no uh, legislation to go through in terms of doing long-term right. tests and these kind yeah. of things. And then it's only down the track we find out, oh, that's probably wasn't good for us. Whoopsies. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but like I said before, we have a choice. Now that we, now you've just heard this information, you get to choose. Do you keep using your Teflon pan or do you change to yeah. a cast iron or something a bit, you know, less toxic? Yeah, yeah, and I like your point, Tracy, as well. Like, just invest in a good pan. Yeah, like yeah. It's, a, it's a good investment. You're going to actually love cooking with a better quality pan anyway. Yeah. And yeah. if we can avoid from something like Teflon, I think that's that's really, really yeah. important. We bought our daughter last year for Christmas two of the Solid Techniques frying pans because one day she might move out of home. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she's going to have those for the rest of her life. Like, literally, she will never have to buy a frying pan again. Yeah. What, yeah. A, what a great gift for starters. And they're actually not that expensive. No. I found... Um, well, like I said, I, I had paid $150 for a frying pan before and it lasted me maybe 12 months. It's now sitting in landfill somewhere, which horrifies me. Yeah. And, yeah, when I have paid the same price for a Solid Technics one, which will never end up in landfill because it's multi-generational, it will just keep going and going. The other thing, just be careful with your slow cookers as well. Often yeah. they're very lead-based. So it's you can buy lead test kits and they're just like a little swipe pad and you just swipe it on and see if there's lead in your in your product or not um really that's probably the only way you're going to find out but yeah slow cookers are hard to get off and they're non-stick now and yeah, I struggled. Just, yeah you just bought one recently and there's not too many lead free slow cooker um crock pot thingies either so just sort of keep an eye out for that as well yeah really good point anything else in the kitchen that we should be aware of uh, well, obviously, I mean, dishwashing liquid and your hand wash and, you know, all of that jazz. But your spray. Yeah, you spray and wipe. But just, like, just make those simple swaps. And then just when you think about it, just go, oh, I wonder if that's, you know, I wonder if that's toxic-free. And just do a quick Google search. Like, just empower yourself enough with this knowledge so that you are open to learn more. Mm. And you don't need to do it all at once. We're still swapping things over years down the track we're still learning mm. but yeah. yeah it's just a journey it's and it's a fun journey to be on you so I'm so much healthier than I ever was before like I feel like you know I'm 41 years later and I'm finally healthy <laughs> it's, it's great I don't want to leave my legacy behind of someone who's destroyed the planet like I want my legacy to my children to be that they know how to understand to grow vegetables, they know how to take care of themselves better, they know how to be proactive in their health care, they know how to, and then they hopefully will pass that um, down to their children and grandchildren and et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I want my legacy mm -hmm. to be. Of I want to have left this world behind having empowered as many people as I can, starting with my own family and to, to live a cleaner life and a healthier life and 
Um, and then, you know, hopefully they can then build on that even and then grow, you know, continue to live these empowered lives of their own and not rely on a broken medical system and, um, you know, a broken world essentially out there because we've empowered ourselves enough to do the things that we can can do in our own homes. So that's what I want my legacy to be. I think that's a beautiful way to to bring this conversation to an end. In fact, it's coming back full circle to where we started and that is it's that proactive approach to our health, right? We've just had a really empowering conversation around taking some chemicals out of the home and for those who have been listening, you might have already done a lot of this and that is a fucking awesome high five to you. And if there's some things that you can change, um, as Joe said, take it easy, one thing at a time. You know, take your time. And now that you have this knowledge, uh, you can do something about it. And <laughs> sometimes in health, like you learn something and then like it gets really hard and you're like, I wish I didn't know this, but now I know this, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I, I think there's a there's a beauty in that because, again, it's empowering. And then we can start to be proactive with what we have in our home environment, what we're putting on in our body. Uh, you know, one last thing I was thinking just then was like, if it's going on our skin or we're breathing it, like question what's in it. Just yeah. have a look. Right? Yeah. 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 You don't need to make a big deal about it. Just flip it over. See if you can find the ingredients. If you can't, red flag. If you yeah. can and you can't read them, red flag. Although that's not always true no. when it comes to cleaning products because they're big, long names. But that just gives you the empowerment to be like, oh, I actually don't know if they're good or bad. I'm just going to whip my own cleaning spray up. Yep. Yep. Totally. Totally. And shout out to uh, if anyone wants to make their own things out of um, doTERRA oils, get in contact <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm all for it. I mean, we do this, we, we do it here um, at our house and, um, like I said, it's really empowering to do this kind of stuff. You just yeah. you just know that you're doing something better for the environment, better for yourself, you know. And, and Yeah. And We've just created, I don't know if we can give ourselves a shameless plug, but we have yeah. just created a program called DIY Made Easy and it's only $49, you get lifetime access. And we created it for those people that, like, do want to make a change but just don't know where to start. And it's super, super simple program, um, all recipes, all full ebook little tutorial video for each recipe that we've fastened up so it only goes for about 30 seconds and yeah it's just a real like it's sort of something that we wished we could have had right at the start to be like where do I start oh here you go here it is on a silver platter so yeah DIY made easy you can find that on our website and what is your website oh additivefreelifestyle.com awesome (laughs) and you guys are on Instagram as well Instagram and Facebook, Additive Free Lifestyle on all of it. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, This has been a really, uh, we're recording this on a Friday and it's really kicked off my Friday well. So thank you guys so much. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao. See ya. Bye. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes. 